0: This is a props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sharapan. Pay him, pay that man his money. Together they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered, you covered 12. covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like their man? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news. Happy Wednesday, guys. How are you? Welcome into another edition of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave pens out of breath. I'm Matt Peralt. How are you? Dave came flying in. Normally I'm the reason why we start a little late. Dave's the reason Play why we me. started a, a little late today. With me today. Are you out of breath? Are you all right?
1: No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I was just I was literally like parked the car, flew in, <laughs> forgot to shut the garage, had to go back out, shut the garage, come back up, grab the water.
0: I made it. I'm good. All right, we're good. We're good. We're here. We're all good. Everything go well this morning. Everything go well. All checked out. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was great. These people are unbelievable. These people that do this every day and like see people and medical professionals, dentists, doctors. I mean, that they're amazing. They're just like, uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was good. We got a lot outside.
0: It's so cold outside. I know you guys don't want to hear this. I mean, the Midwest and all the way down to Texas are getting hit with a winter storm. Boston just had a blizzard and so New England's going to get, this is where if you're older than me, I was one years old, but the blizzard of 78 was, everyone says, look, the snowstorm was really bad. But the reason, the reason why the blizzard of 78 caused people to literally leave their cars on route 93 and walk home was because they had just received a foot of snow and then they got two feet on top of the foot and so there was literally nowhere to put the snow and there was nowhere to go they couldn't keep up with it they couldn't plow it they couldn't de-ice it and so that's what people just basically like there's all these stories of kids getting born in homes and in cars and the blizzard of 78 is like this you know benchmark in new england lore and so like i was one years old i grew up hearing about it over and over and over again like oh my gosh where were you in the blizzard of 78 and so like this blizzard of 2022 even though it's not it was i think fourth on the all-time snow list in the city of austin 20 inches fell but if this storm drops you make know, that rain snow line that everybody in new england always oh. watches like which side of the line are you going to be on oh. if it does fall the wrong way they may get another like 10 inches <laughs> on top of the two feet that's already on the ground so no yeah. thank you
1: i don't want to complain about the weather because i mean i'm from pittsburgh and i i was seven in in uh, in 78 when winter and i don't remember any i mean it felt like it snowed every winter in pittsburgh like i, yeah. I don't miss any of that but i went outside this morning and it was 31 <laughs> 31 in vegas with wind and it's howling
0: outside It's windy as all can be it, it woke it, me up this morning at six thirty 30 in the morning
1: yeah and, and you know up here in this northwest part i mean it is howling off the mountain it was cold I went outside. I said, "Yeah, you better get the extra jacket today for to go to the bus stop. Like we're, we're bundling up." And she's like, "Oh, I don't need all that." I'm like, "I'm telling you, you're going to need the jacket." And I'm glad that the heater works in the car. I mean, I'm getting soft. Listen, I'm on that blood thinner every day. I get cold to begin with. I'm freezing all the time. My hands are shaking. So if I'm blowing on my hands while we get ready here to do the show, don't blame me. I-
0: yeah, I don't blame cold. you. It's cold. It's it's, it's cold. a cold day today in yeah. New England, although people are saying that it's 12 where they are. So I'm glad that we're not dealing with the 12 <laughs> degree temperatures. Numbers matter.
1: Just like in the do. book, the numbers matter.
0: Oh, and don't they ever matter. And boy, do we have a topic to start the show with now to couch this conversation. Oh, boy. The Brian Flores suing of the NFL for racial discrimination in their hiring practices is for a different show. Okay. Plenty right. of people today are going to cover that side of the story. I'm not trying to belittle it. I'm not trying to lessen it. I'm not trying to say he doesn't have a legitimate case. It's incredible that the NFL called it meritless literally an hour after the lawsuit came out. So like how in the world is like that investigation took you all of an hour to call Brian Flores, you know, this this lawsuit, you know, not saying we're going to investigate saying it's meritless. That was not a good look for the NFL, but that's not our show. The other part of the lawsuit is 100% our show. And that we have now two NFL coaches claiming that they have been offered money, six figure dollars from their owners to intentionally lose football games. Dave, this is my worst nightmare because I have been arguing with conspiracy theory, tin hat nutcases on the Internet for years (laughs) when they would come to me and tell me the NFL is fixed. And I would say, shut up. The NFL is not fixed. Okay, this is a billion-dollar organization, a billion-dollar operation. There are so many people who are tied to winning. All that matters in this game is winning and winning and winning. And now we have two coaches, Hugh Jackson with the Browns and Brian Flores with the Dolphins, who are claiming that their owners offered them substantial amounts of money, go on trips, go on vacation, don't coach, don't win. I want the better draft pick. What do we do with this, man? This is bad news.
1: Uh, We've said it now for years, right? People bet money on this stuff. Like people bet real money on this stuff. Now everybody's in bed with, with the gambling companies. Um, It's not a good look. It's not a good look. I, I, I,
0: I didn't even hear uh, the the Hugh Jackson stuff. I, I only saw the Flores stuff. And he says he has receipts. Hugh Jackson uh, says, I've got the he says, I, I can prove it. So that's why Brian Flores signed, uh, uh, filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL, meaning anybody who wants to join in on the lawsuit can do it. Hugh Jackson currently the head coach of Grambling, so he's not in the NFL so in chances are Hugh Jackson's never coaching again in the NFL. Nope. So there's nothing to lose. Brian Flores essentially lit his whole career on fire by doing this, but he's doing it for what he feels like is the right thing to do. And I mean, he's using Bill Belichick text messages that he claimed this morning on ESPN when he was asked, did you talk to Bill Belichick before you filed the lawsuit? Nope. Didn't, didn't talk to him before or after haven't talked to him. So he's got Bill Belichick's mistaken text to him thinking he was Brian dabble instead of Brian Flores can happen right i mean b f b d they're in the same order as you're typing in on an iphone i mean bill always says he doesn't do you know snap face and and, and face instant whatever chat. you know stuff, instant yeah. chat what he calls it he doesn't do it. now you get it right i mean this is why the dude doesn't do any technology because he's proven that he's you know not that good at it and texting uh-huh. the wrong person congratulations oh wait shoot not you Other Brian, other Brian got the job. Yeah, wait, my interview's in three days. What do you mean the Giants have already hired somebody? Hold on. Wait, what? So that's how this whole thing really got got rolling. But I mean, Stephen Ross, if they can prove it, and there's a big IF there, if they can prove that Stephen Ross offered the head coach a hundred grand per loss, per loss, they wound up with the fifth pick in the draft. They wanted the first pick in the draft. This is illegal, Dave. This is not just against NFL rules. This is an illegal act. This is bribery from an owner to defraud the public of what they think is an up and up practice. I mean, this goes beyond. This is the FBI. This goes beyond. This is Pete Rose. These guys, if they can prove it, these guys have got to go, right? These owners have got to go. Well, I mean, you know, from a
1: distance, I haven't read any of this stuff yet, and I didn't see the Flores stuff. I have it recorded. Um is it fixing games i yes. mean is this is this the thing that you dread as a as a professional league um you you, you get to a, a referee you get to a player you get to a coach
0: you you know that's what we always hear about who would have ever thought it would have been an owner? It's well, tight. tanking is it's isn't illegal. OK, so let me just be clear about what I'm saying. Tanking is not illegal. Tanking happens all the time. But the way teams tank NBA, baseball, whatever, the way you tank is through your roster building. You just build a crap roster and then you go play the game. You give the coach, you basically tie both hands behind his back and say, go box, go box Tyson. And you're going to get crushed. And that's the whole point. They want you to get crushed. So there's no
1: major league.
0: Yes. hundred percent. It's a major league. Right. It's not illegal to do that. The difference, what makes it an illegal act, what makes it bribery is by going to the coach and saying, look, I'm going to incentivize you to do the opposite of what you are paid to do. You were paid. to win. Everybody's trying to do. You're paid to win. You're paid to win. And the public believes they're trying to win. So if you have a hundred thousand dollars in the back of your, you know, in your mind saying, okay, if I kick this field goal, I could either, you know, we might have a good chance of winning or maybe I go for it on fourth down and maybe I call a stupid fourth and one draw with the quarterback that will never work. And I know that. And then we lose. And I'm a hundred thousand dollars richer by making that decision. I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable un. it is impossible for Steven Ross to keep the team. If this is proven, he will be, he should be investigated. He should be arrested and he should be Pete Rose. He should be kicked out of football for life. Same thing with the Haslam's who own the Browns. If Hugh Jackson can prove this, that they are offered dollars to lose games because of the NFL's now connection to the sports book in the sports gambling industry, they have no choice but to do what they hate to do, which is turn on one of the 31 people in that room that believe they're the elite of the elite of the elite in this country. And that is an owner of the NFL. 32 teams. Packers don't have an owner. 31 people, groups, families operate these teams and they protect their own at every turn. This type of lawsuit is going to be really problematic. If it goes into a court of law, we start having discoveries and we start wow. having, you know, interviews and testimonies. It could be really problematic for everyone in that room. The John Gruden thing is going to come back up, by the way. Watch out. It, it, this thing will all be encompassing. It'll all Gruden will look for the discovery that the, the, the Flores lawsuit will have emails, access to full email banks and that one-sided email chain that they said, why Gruden got fired? <laughs> Uh-oh, Daniel Snyder, <laughs> look out for your team. Oh. But it, this is the unraveling of the onion. The, 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 this is you know the pulling of the thread that causes the sweater to go because they're going to have a chance. If, if the NFL doesn't act quickly, and it's multiple ownership group that may have to deal with this, but we could have a new owner of the Browns and a new owner of the Dolphins because of bribery,
1: yeah, it's not a good look at all. Nobody wants this to go to court. Nobody. There's not. There's not one person in any of this. Even, I mean, I guess maybe Flores does. I mean, maybe that's you know why why the suit was filed, and he's doing it, um, you know, for his reasons. But I don't think anybody wants to see this go to court. There's there's, there's this is stuff that could get unravelled is. Nobody wants to see this.
0: You're right. So that leads to question two. Do we trust the NFL to investigate this properly? Not the Florida stuff, but the actual bribery stuff. Do you? Absolutely not. Who would? They need to go and get an independent counsel, they need to go get an outside person. This is what happened. Why did the baseball commissioner office come to existence? Major League Baseball was facing a massive scandal in the wake of the White Sox scandal in 1919, and they determined they have to go find Judge Landau to come in to be an upstanding citizen, to return public trust that baseball actually was being played in a proper, upfront and fair way. The NFL needs to do the exact same thing. And frankly, Roger Goodell probably has to go. You probably have to either fire him or have an outside counsel because Goodell is a puppet of the owners. And the public looked at baseball and said, all you owners, you're not going to investigate this properly. You're not going to go and investigate how many of your players actually took bribes. You're not actually going to do that. No. Same thing here. They're not going to investigate the 31 people that are involved in this special room are not going to point fingers at Stephen Ross and say, you're guilty. Get out. Or the haslems you're guilty. Get out. There's no way they'll turn around and say, Oh yeah, Jerry Jones. What about X, Y, and Z? Right. right. Oh, oh yeah. Ro- oh yeah. Robert Kraft. Oh, what have you done in Florida? What do we, oh, we, we covered that up real quick. Didn't we, we were, we were all so quick to push back. Well, yeah. How many other masseuses do you have tucked away somewhere? Oh, so boy. like There's no way they actually could be trusted to investigate themselves on this, knowing the amount of money that they are all making off of gambling and trying to just sort of slide it away and be like, oh, there's nothing to see here. Let's uh, let's all move on. So who's the judge Landau? I have no idea, but the NFL better in my mind, they're going to try so hard to bury this and make this go away, but in one week from today, Roger Goodell has the State of the League address in L.A., and that press conference is going to be fireworks.
1: Oh, it's going to be very uncomfortable. It's going to be very, very uncomfortable. Um, I don't don't know, man. I don't know. What do they do? Like, seriously, what in the world do they do with this? Like, there's no... There's no easy answer, but the obvious answer is exactly what you said. It has to be outside. It has, it, that is, you, you want to make a price? I mean, this is minus 9,000. Like it's got to be, it's got to be outside. If you're going to say they're going to do an internal investigation, we've seen it now. I mean, there was no social media, nothing of that stuff. There was barely newspapers back in 1919. They only had to answer to that little court of public opinion. Now, with what we have access to and the way people talk about the games, when there's a bad call late, you know, it gets brought up and it gets talked about. And it's like, well, how did that affect that line? We're going to go back and look at these. Like, I mean, that Cleveland team was, at and
0: 16. Like they were losing on the regular. I mean, Dolphins were zero six before they finished five and 11. Well,
1: what about this season when he came back and I mean, they were one in
0: seven, right? Right. And he, did he, did, did he, did, did, did he go middle, f- did he he go middle finger? It. Did, did, did he go? We, we, you know, that's it. I'm trying. Did he go major league? Like to reference your major league thing. Did he have a moment in major league saying your owner wants you to lose? We're not going to lose anymore. We're going to go and play. We're going to win. Did that happen? I'm
1: sure there are going to be some people that would want to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> and you get on a stand and you tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. What happened? He said, So well, DJ. not
0: Yeah, SoCal DJ saying, I said that one coach has a pe- paper trail. Yeah, Hugh Jackson's agent on Twitter today came out and said, everything he was saying is true. I have the receipts. So <laughs> Hugh Jackson supposedly has the Haslam's now. And I mean – the 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 other thing that's really kind of going to be all mixed up all into this is, is it like if Flores knew these things were happening, like the other part of the Flores press conference or, or, or lawsuit is that he tried to uh, tamper with a quarterback that was under contract with somebody else. Everyone's assuming that was Deshaun Watson that Ross called Flores to a meeting on his yacht and conveniently this quarterback just drove up on a boat and they. Hopped on the boat and it was like, oh, isn't that interesting? Oh, we're all in the same place. Isn't this odd? And Flores was like, yeah, I'm not playing a part of this Peace, I'm leaving. People have said, was that Brady or was that Watson? People are saying it was probably Watson. But if Flores kept track and kept records of all of these things, like how much did Flores really go scorched earth? or did he actually document this stuff? like did he take pictures did he does he have text messages does he have emails oh, does he wow. have voicemails like and does he have if he basically decided that I'm going to bury the coach if at some point during the whole process it was like hey I'm going to start protecting myself and I'm going to start I have a you know a dossier of everything that Steven Ross did that's going to be insane like we could be outing numerous owners agents players like how much does he want to blow this thing to bits cuz if he's out And he's got nothing to lose. That's the most dangerous person on the planet, right? Someone with nothing to lose. And if he's just like here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And like, like you said, if the owners can't really agree on anything except just, you know, how much they're making and stuff like that. So as soon as one guy gets backed into a corner, he's going to do what you said. He's going to say, well, what about that guy? Remember what he was doing that? And we, we put that under the thing or. What about that guy? Everybody knows what he's doing, Yeah, you ain't but nobody saying nothing. And like, it could talk about unraveling a sweater. People be naked after it's all done, and it'd be ugly. Oh my goodness, this is the week of
0: between it's the Super Bowl. Bowl? Oh, brilliant, goodness. brilliant time to drop this. By the way, if you're gonna, if you're ever gonna drop this, this is when you drop this. It, it even, it even, I mean, it does overshadow the Brady situation, which is interesting because Brady has his kind of had his moment yesterday, I guess his moment on Saturday, really. And then now here, here comes Brian Flores, you know, he's going after the Broncos. The other part of the lawsuit, he's claiming that John Elway was drunk at their meeting in the lawsuit. When,
1: Did I hear that on the way home? Yes, I just Broncos, the Broncos yes, bronco. are
0: for sale today? They go on, the Broncos go on sale yesterday, the same day that Brian Flores, his lawsuit dropped. Everybody was like, hmm, that's an interesting coincidence as they two, <laughs> That's John funny. Elway. Yeah. John Elway today. Uh, John Elway said today that he was dealing with the side effects of Ivermectin, which is a new one. That's a new that's a new way of describing. I wasn't drunk. I was dealing with the side effects of Ivermectin that I had taken after my COVID-19 battle. That's what his public statement is. About. Wow floor okay. saying he was drunk no i wasn't drunk i was dealing with the side effect of, a, of an experimental whor- horse and cow tranquilizer but that's a hey,
1: okay however way you want to defend yourself it's gonna get this is gonna get
0: crazy silly. i mean wow. it's the off season and that's the biggest problem for the nfl because if it was during this season football would overshadow it we talk about the games we wouldn't talk about We wouldn't talk about this the same way that we're going to now because it's got so many different layers to it. Like I mentioned, you know, you can talk about the racial, you know, the Rooney rule and, and how it's sort of just a sham interview and all that stuff. But that's not really for our show. But the other angle is that we're talking about sports betting and sports gambling companies, sports books being opened up now on the weekly, it feels like, in these actual arenas. Bet MGM's got their book opening up at State Farm for the Arizona Cardinals next year. We've got the Capitals and we've got the uh, Capitals and the Wizards in the Capital One Arena. We've got a book. opening in DC. That's there. We've got the Chicago Cubs opening up a book in Wrigleyville. Like we've got all these books that are opening up. These are not just like side relationships. These are front and center relationships that these teams are signing with these sports books and the leagues as a whole are also signing these deals. And tanking is one thing. Bribing your coach to lose on purpose is a whole different animal and a whole different problem for the NFL for hockey for major league baseball i mean we have rules on owners on managers and players betting on sports or uh, you know being associated with sports books or whatever owners are the ones making all the money from the sports books
1: <laughs> what in the world <clears throat> what in the world would you have to even think about doing this for like to to position yourself for a draft pick this is I said it for years, like, be careful what you wish for when you when you legalize this stuff because you're going to bring a lot of things to light that people have been talking about for years. This team's losing on purpose. Okay, well, I mean, we still made the lines and people still bet on it. They just right. didn't bet nearly as much. Now, if you have receipts that they really were losing on purpose and telling them, I mean, because you can have the meetings. You can say, "Like, look, this roster stinks. Good luck. Do what you can. Don't worry about the results. Try to build for the future. Okay, that's one thing. Uh, If I give you 100 dimes for every loss, will that help you? Will will you not kick that field goal? Will you maybe
0: tell that guy to sit the fourth quarter? Maybe something's wrong. How many syndicates, by the way, would, would have said, I'll double that? Tell me you're losing on purpose. I'll double it. hundred K. I'll buy, I'll give you 200 K. You just tell me what game you're going to lose on purpose. See, that's a whole nother thing now, right? Like, I mean, Cause a hundred K sounds like a lot of money, right? To the average person, a hundred K sounds like a lot of money, but to a, a international gambling syndicate might be like, dude, if you were on the take for a hundred K, I could give you a hell of a lot more than that. Easy. Easy. Cause he could move. Oh man. And Move I have numbers. numbers. You, you, bet, of you bet ATS. You could bet straight up. You could parlay it with a different side that you like a lot. I mean, there's all different ways of, like, you know, I got one angle already covered. Great. $2 million down on money line this and money line that. And the book takes it because it's a parlay and they're like, sure. okay, that's fine. They It doesn't look crooked at all. You want to do a two team money line parlay? Okay, fine. I know I'm kicking back 200K to Brian Flores or whoever else. I mean, that's not a lot of money. Hundred K is not a lot of money per loss. That's not a lot of money. So it's for an NFL. Yeah, game? we're not we're not talking like a a mid major
1: f- college football game or college basketball game where that might alert somebody. Hey, they're betting against the Dolphins. Oh, okay. Well, they have for weeks now. They've been bad. Yeah, but they're really betting. Like you would have never saw it in the book. You would have never known. You just moved the line. They bet it again. Wow! They keep betting it again. Like, how would you have got? Like, yes, th- th- and they would have doubled that price. Easy, tripled it, quadrupled. Who knows what they would pay if you could have told them that that's what you're doing? Oh man, it's bad. This is this is not this is not a bad. It's a bad thing. This is this is, is going to open up. How do they make this go away, P. roll How do they make this? They, they can't make this go away now.
0: I just told you, I mean, how I, how I think they make it go away. They, they, they announce an independent investigator investigation. They bring in outside sources to thoroughly vet this story. And they tried doing it with the flake gate and it, and the report that came back, they didn't like, they wanted one. They wanted a report that was going to bury Tom Brady and they didn't get a report that buried Tom Brady. They got a lot of conjecture and wondering, and they said, well, Tom Brady smashed his cell phone. So he's getting four games. That's what they came down to that he destroyed evidence. So that's why Tom Brady is getting four games. We can't prove it. You know, physics are against us. The balls that were measured it's against us. The Colts tried to do some things that were funky. It's against us. Like they tried hard. So the NFL has not had success with this outside council stuff. They don't like bringing in somebody <laughs> from the outside. They right. like to have their own inside people do it. But I think from a public standpoint, I mean, look, the book should require it. I mean, I, if, if I'm a sports book operator, I'm going, hey, guys, like we just spent five minutes talking about that's going to happen. If you yeah. guys don't do this right and yeah. get your hands around this, like 1919 is going to look like, you know, a cakewalk story. It's going to look
1: like a a, you know, a, a, yeah. Like a fairy tale. movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's going to look nothing like what you guys are going to see coming up here. We're going to have a, a fixed Super Bowl if you're not if you're not careful, like this is, this is some seriously bad stuff, guys, that's now being out there. And this is pre-legalization, really. I mean, it's 2019 mostly is what we're talking about here. 2019, 2020, you know, we're talking about before we really saw the big deals getting signed by the leagues and having these books open up in really 2021, 22, all the big money stuff that's coming. I, I, you better get I mean, if I if mean, if I'm, you know, if I run BetMGM today, I'm picking up my phone and calling the NFL and saying, say, what are you doing? Like today, what are you doing? How are you doing it? How are you fixing this? Because we're in trouble right now. You guys are not going to do make it easy for us. We're going to have a major, major scandal. It's bad news.
1: But I can't ask the books. I used to say this all the time too. Like they can't ask the books to be the police. We're taking the bets. Like I would agree. It's fair. You know, the books... We've always thought this. I mean, going back to my days offshore, I used to wonder this stuff all the time. Like, how does this team keep not covering? Or how does this like, you know, I keep moving a number and I can't, you know, so the questions were always there. Now, if you know, and you're still booking the games, like, do you take those games off the board?
0: Like, well, remember what the, the NBA in the wake of Tim Donaghy was basically to ostracize him and make him into a one time, one person rogue agent. That's the, that that was the NBA's game. The NBA's game was draw a circle around Tim Donaghy and say he is a rogue agent. No one else is doing it, right? But behind the scenes, they changed a lot. Behind the scenes, they did a lot more vetting. Behind the scenes, they made referees full time. Behind the scenes, they raised their pay. They did a lot of things trying to correct the wrong of having a crooked referee. And prevent it and from happening again. Try to attempt yes, to prevent yes. it and try to, rest- try to bring back some public trust. This is the guy who controls the, there are 31 guys and families that control the game. This is not a ref, not a coach, not a player. This is an owner fixing games. Like the only way you do this is kicking Steven Ross out, making him a Pete Rose figure, make an example of him to make sure that no one does it again, because the Denver Broncos are going to sell In the neighborhood of three billion dollars. Billion with a billion with a B. Three billion dollars. The Broncos will sell for in excess of billion. The highest, most expensive franchise was two point three five billion. That was the new, that was the Brooklyn Nets, I believe. The last time when they sold for 2.35 billion. That's the highest sale of a US sports team ever. The Broncos are going to annihilate that. They're going to annihilate that number. So what are we talking about 4 billion 5 billion i mean the ufc yeah. th- sold for for 4 billion right was the ufc's number so what the hell the broncos going to go for like oh my so that you lose your right to that you get paid off you get a you know probably 75 cents on the dollar or something like that but you lose your chance to be in this club And if they can prove that Stephen Ross did this, if they can prove the Haslums did this, the only recourse is to kick them out and ban them for life.
1: Man, oh man, it's going to be crazy.
0: How fast uh, does this happen? Not fast. It's way too much money. (laughs) I mean, they will counter sue. I mean, you don't think Stephen Ross and the Haslums are going to lawyer up like armies and go to war over this? This is $5 billion we're talking about here that we're talking. I mean, they're going to go to war. The only way if the if somehow they would be willing to take a bullet for the league and say, okay, I'll resign, I'll sell, make me the example, whatever. I don't know. Maybe they feel some level of guilt for doing it, or they feel like, let's not drag this out. Yeah, I did it. It was wrong. I shouldn't have done it. You can take the team, type of thing. But remember if they want to the
1: NBA got rid of Donald Sterling.
0: Yep. It was quick. It was fast. Why though? Why did they get rid of him so fast? What was the one factor there that was the thing he couldn't fight back on? The video and the audio. They he was on them. tape. He was on tape. He they was done. So you had CNN constant loop. CNN constant loop. Donald Sterling using the N word. Donald Sterling using racial racial slurs. Like right. if you had, if we have Stephen Ross anywhere on tape, film, email, if there's any evidence to what Flores is saying, goodbye. Wow. Quick. Yeah. Smoking guns. the, The only way you win these things is smoking gun. You have to have a smoking gun. Otherwise it's, he said, she said it's a long drawn out process. I never said this. He's a disgruntled person. I fired him. He hates me. There's all sorts of ways you can paint this to make it look like Flores is lying or at least get into a shadow of a doubt that he could be lying type of thing. Even though everybody is saying he he's like, coach a man again? Of, he don't, he don't coach no, again in the league. He burned his, done, right? in college, he'll be a college coach. Yeah. he'll one hundred percent college colleges will think the guy's incredible. They'll be like, oh my gosh, this is a guy who's willing to burn his career for what he thinks is right. And like, yeah, there'll be a college. He'll be, he'll be a home run hire for somebody in, in, in college, PAC 12. He's got written all over that. He'll, he'll get a head coaching job, but NFL. Mm-mm. No, yeah, that's it with this guy. That's what, that's what they'll say. I thought he might go back to the Patriots. I thought in initially in the beginning, I was like, I wonder if Belichick blessed that and said, yeah, go ahead. You can use that text message. And then he'd go coach for the Patriots. But if Belichick didn't know <laughs> that he was going to do that. Yeah. You just outed Belichick. I don't think Belichick will ever talk to you again. You, you burned, you burned that bridge. You burned the Patriot bridge. You burned it. You just, you're in the house and you let the fire and you didn't care. It's it's commendable. I mean, if he really if this, this stuff really did happen, all the stuff he's saying is true. And I do believe the vast majority of the stuff he's saying is true. Look out. Right. There's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot more to come. A lot more to come. All right. We have a new team. It is the Washington Commanders instead of the Washington football team. So here's my question. If the team wins, does the name matter?
1: Um, I haven't seen anything yet. What they put on the helmet w Genius. I said
0: that last night the third the third uh the third alternative logo the other funky thing what they've done here the alternative logo uh lists the years in which the not- the the washington football team won the super Bowl but not the seasons in which they won it meaning the year the game got played which is in January or February for the previous year's season mm. so they've got the they've got the years wrong <laughs> 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 they have the years for when they won the championship the three super bowls they have the years wrong like they won it in 1972 it says 1973 cuz the game was in
1: January of 73 correct yeah
0: which what is no know? one does that. Like nobody, no one calls the 2002 Patriots champions because they won it in 2001, but they won the title in 2002. So like, what do you, why, 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 why? What are we doing? <laughs> like, what are we doing?
1: Does the name matter? I don't know. I mean,
0: they're not going to win anytime soon. So we don't got to worry about it. a horrible name. It's an it's absolute terrible, terrible it's just name. It's just and what's bad. so crazy. Look, I don't know how many people watch handmaid's tale, but In Handmaid's Tale, the bad people are the commanders. That's what they're called. They're the commanders. And like, this is an organization that has been accused of having a sexual, horrific misconduct culture towards women. And that whole show is about abusing abusing women. And and the and keeping women down and forcing them to have children that they don't want to have didn't want to have. And season three of that show, they go to Washington, DC, and the commanders have taken over the entire city. And like, I just can't get out of my brain that they actually decided to name their team after that, given Daniel Snyder's history, given the team's history with sexual misconduct and sexual harassment, that they're going to name it after the bad guys in a in a show. Basically based around men mistreating women like I just don't get this who vetted this who thought this was a good idea and the best line I heard is that you know on Daniel Snyder's desk will be will be a plaque that says commander in chief (laughs) you know that's coming good. Isn't that great? You know, that's what he's going to do. He's going to have commander in chief on his desk. It's like, yep, that (laughs) makes perfect sense that this dude would be that crazy that he Uh, would actually. That's why he likes it (laughs) because he can go by commander in chief. Uh,
1: Oh, boy. The jokes are already ready made with this stuff. This is going to be the command nothing. And oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't know. They got to win at some point, but no, they're they're going to be the butt of a lot of jokes. And I mean, you get two years,
0: right? You've been a Washington football team for two years. This is what you blew it though. Washington Football Club was right there. W I don't like that one either,
1: but that one's better oh, than I,
0: this. I like Washington Football Club. You could differentiate yourself. You could sell scarves. You could go the whole football route You go the whole younger audience. Young kids are loving watching soccer and football. You get a hold of them, you differentiate yourself to it. I mean, the, the, they're driving around DC today with these Commander Teslas handing out gear today. As they're trying to make this stick.
1: Did they changed the colors? I haven't seen
0: no. one thing. No, the colors are the same. They, 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 they haven't changed the colors. But they did uh, the uniforms look like the Steelers, and the Cardinals had a baby. That's the oh, color scheme. Really? Yeah. They're oh. they're their alt- alternative black uniforms look like the Steelers. It's like, mmm, someone's going Steelers. And then the whites look like the Cardinals. Really? So yeah, it's oh. it's not, it's not great, but I will say this. If a team in 2022 tried to name themselves the Green Bay Packers, we would probably go, wait, what? So, you know, we have some bad team names already in existence. The Cleveland Browns, if somebody tried to say, wait, we're that narcissistic, we're going to name a team after a guy, after an owner? What? Like, (laughs) So, there is some some things to be said about. So, in 10
1: years, they're going to go, boy, the Commanders, that's a cool name.
0: I hope not, but maybe, I don't know. I I just, the red tails were right there. The red wolves, the red hawks, like they had so many options to keep the red. The red tails had, you know, the the red tails had incredible World War II connotations with the pilots and a million really amazing things that they could have gone with. And instead they chose that
1: should have gone all in with the whole Washington thing with the with the red, white, and blue and just figured out something. Like that would have been – just changed. But the, the color
0: – supposedly, though, the color schemes, though, they did a study years ago. And like the burgundy and gold is, is actually more valuable than the Washington whatever you call it.
1: Oh, the colors are sharp. But I mean like you're so going to rebrand the whole thing. Like if, if you're going to go all in, just rebrand the whole thing. Like I remember – when the Penguins went from blue to black and gold, and mm-hmm. then all the original Penguin people were like, Oh, what are they doing? And, you know, they shouldn't do it. Now you couldn't imagine like all the teams not being black and gold. Like they could have mm-hmm. done something like that, would have taken the heat off them a little bit, maybe for this ridiculous name. But I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's that. It's bad. All right. So reports are that Jim Harbaugh today will go to an interview in Minnesota. That's basically a done deal that he will become the new head coach of the Minnesota Vikings today. And he will leave Michigan. How do you feel about Jim Harbaugh coaching the Vikings? Surprised. Um you know, and Gabe
1: mentioned to me this uh, mentioned this to me yesterday, and he's a Michigan guy, and he was furious. He was like, I can't believe it's got to this point. Um, but I can if, you know, what happened happened, where he took the pay cut because of the COVID and this and that. And then, look, I just went and did this. Like, let's – this guy over here at Michigan State, it's the same state. He's making this much. They gave Franklin this much. Like – I don't need to be the highest, but I need to be the same. I just won a big 10 championship. I took the pay out, like, let's be fair. And they don't give it to him. Pick. I mean, he's got all those choices of places to
0: go. He, it's signing day today. Today is signing day in college football. My whole point is the timing of this. I don't care that he's going to take an NFL job, but These are kids who are being asked. He was on a recruiting trip yesterday and they had video of him and pictures of him looking at his phone, like really intensely. And people were making jokes as to what he was looking at. But the the prevailing thought is that he was looking at the offer from the Vikings on his phone. He's looking at a contract while he's trying to convince some kid to sign today to go play for four to five years for Michigan. Like that's the worst thing about college football recruiting, the worst, the dirtiest thing is the lying that happens to these kids. I'm going to be your coach. Come with me. Win with me. I need you. But yeah, you just signed that national letter of intent and 24 hours later. Oops. I'm going to the NFL. Sorry. That's my, that's my problem with it.
1: I'm living it every day with these kids. I mean, i talk to college coaches every single day or tournament when we have these things. And I, I, hold their feet to the fire i'm like yeah oh. you know are you going to be there in two years are you mm-hmm. going to be there like because this kid's leaving vegas and coming to nebraska <sighs> and has never really been outside these four western states california arizona utah and here she's going to come on a visit you're going to tell her, are you going to be there i just want to know like you don't ha- i mean you don't owe me anything you owe this kid something Like, and you're telling her and her parents and stuff like, yeah, I'm going to be the coach. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. Are you, are you, do you have their best interests in mind? That's a big thing. And, you know, to, to entrust as a parent, your kid to go there. I mean, it's a business decision, you know, and you're using the school The schools using you, et cetera, et cetera. It's still your life. Right. And you know, I mean, everyone, I, I, I don't begrudge anyone for for doing what's best for themselves and their family. But I mean, the timing is very, I guess the rush is to what? Get him now before he gets like further along the process and it gets harder or before someone else gets at him?
0: No, okay. I think that they want, I mean, I get why the Vikings want him. I mean, the Vikings need a coach. Harbaugh is one of the better names out there in terms of head coaching options. He's coached to a Super Bowl. Uh, you know that Dalvin Cook is going to put up big numbers in that offense. Oh. I don't know how Kirk Cousins does in that offense, but I mean, you know, you, you have a you have a quarterback, you have a wide receiver, you have a running back, you have a defensive offensive line, you have got a, a defense that's pretty good for the Vikings. They, they you know need some players, obviously, but you know Zimmer was a big detriment in a lot of games. So now you're bringing in Harbaugh, who maybe is a bit more aggressive at times. And, you know, you're playing indoors, not playing outdoors. And uh, there's no recruiting going on. He knows the game. I I get why the Vikings want him. But I just can't believe that, like, on signing day, he's interviewing in Minnesota. Like, that should tell you he's gone. Like, he's he's gone. gone.
1: (laughs) At what point is he staying? (laughs) he's gone like he's
0: he doesn't it's everyone's saying it's a formality like the interview is and that's probably what it is he's like look at guys if i'm coming to interview like it's a formality like you're hiring me i can't just you know on signing day (laughs) i'm supposed to be talking to these moms and dads it's supposed to be like this huge accomplishment for their son to get to this point where as a junior in high school they can sign with the university of michigan like this is a big deal and i'm gonna be in minneapolis what does that do for michigan like who do they get no clue. It, it just castrates them. It is such a brutal blow to them. It is such, and, and that's the problem when it comes to recruiting in college football, it, you know, the transfer portal has changed things a little bit. Uh, by the way, a vetch has got COVID. He's not playing in the game Saturday. That stinks. So he's, uh, he's out for the all-star game here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That just broke. Uh, but like, what, like, what do you, it, it, it doesn't impact this year. You're it's two years from now. When you have a signing class you thought was going to be X and really turned into a Y. And there's a lot of kids who will either opt out, kids will, will ask to be let go. The new coach has to come in and try to, like, you know, herd cats, and try to keep all these kids together on the, for, the, for the class and then get them to campus, which is not easy to do when they're going to be hurt and mad saying, Hey, coach, I committed to you, not the school. Yeah. That's the biggest. That's the biggest problem with recruiting is that you commit to the coach. The school is great, but the coach is who you're going to go play for. Caleb Williams, clear indication, yeah. right? Kid from Oklahoma, now going to USC following late following, um,
1: Riley Lincoln Riley, or, uh, Lincoln Riley yep. to
0: USC. He signed with the coach, not the team, not the school.
1: I people so, that all the time. Like even mm-hmm. now, I mean, when I'm trying to get if kids want to come and play for me at uh, it. Right. It's like, look, this is our field. This is our facility and stuff. Um, But the parents are like, well, we want her to play for you, coach Dave. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. That's fine. We'll figure out where we're going. It's the same thing on the next level. These kids are picking their coach. It's it, you, you got to like the school or the state you're in. If it's different than where you're at. Yes. But if that coach leaves and somebody comes in, you may never play. You may get cut. They may just go, you know what? I'm bringing in my guys. I think he's better than you. I don't even know who you are. Right. So, I never
0: see you play in high school. I don't yeah. know you. Right.
1: It's a really hard. It, that's the hard part of college athletics. And I mean, University of Michigan football. What a brand. What a year. And now it's
0: poof. All gone. Oh, <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors. God. Happiest people on the planet are wearing Buckeye hats today. They're in love with what's going on in Michigan because it's going to be full on turmoil for them oh. after losing. All right, real quick, Bengals to wear black in the Super Bowl. Like it.
1: Oh, it's good for them, but no, that means the Rams are wearing those off-white jerseys, which I don't like at all. I love the blue. And that would have been I would have been a cool mm. color matchup with uh them in the blue and the Bengals in the white with the with the orange. Um no, that's great for the Bengals, but
0: uh, they're the home team. By the way, isn't that odd? Bengals yeah. are the home team in the Super Bowl, so they get to pick. That's why they get to pick. So they they pick their home blacks, and they're going to force them to wear the white. I like it. I like the Bengals. It means nothing for the game. I just like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like no, it. it's it's that's it's it, a good it's that's, that's a good color scheme. What did they wear? They wore the white against the Niners. Yep the second time. And I think they wore the black the
0: first, the first time. Yeah. I think that's right.
1: Yeah. Boomer was in the black.
0: I remember seeing him in both, both in in black. So, all right to the NBA, Chris Paul, 47 assists to six turnovers over the last three games. This is an unbelievable run for a team. That's now won 10 straight games. They win and cover last night at home against the Brooklyn Nets. So our friends at prop Arizona who their second episode will drop tomorrow. We were talking about this last week with Doug Franz and Sean Lockhart, who were talking about the Chris Paul MVP conversation saying there's no way he'll ever win it, but he should be heavily in the conversation. If Chris Paul keeps on doing stuff like this, doesn't he get into the conversation and the betting conversation, even with the people that might not be watching West coast games, when you put up numbers like that, um, Should he be in the conversation?
1: Probably. Will he be in the conversation? No. They just won't. I mean, for whatever reason, wow, I'm just scrolling on the Fandle list now. He's 12th choice,
0: 65 to 1 right now. 11 better players than what Chris Paul is doing on the best team in the NBA. 47 assists in three games to six turnovers. The ball's in his hand constantly. And this pick and roll game that they got going is nasty. It it's is awesome. nearly unstoppable.
1: It is. And everybody's on board. You could see it yesterday, right? I don't even know who one of those guys were that was hitting those shots. Like I was watching a game. I'm like, wait a second. Who's that guy? Um, you think people will bet him? I think Chris Paul's polarizing. I think he's gotten to the point now where I don't. I think you got to. I don't be know. Is he on
0: the? Like him. Isn't he on the win one to cement the career public train right now? I think people like Chris Paul. End of his career, I think they're rooting for Chris Paul to get a ring. Maybe LeBron, LeBron and the Lakers stink. The Nets have Kyrie problems. The net the the the, the Bucks won it last year with Giannis. I don't know, like they, they seem to be the logical public pick, other than maybe the Warriors and Curry and and and, and Clay right. coming back right. and them coming back and being there. I mean, that's why Curry has been the betting favorite for the better part of the year. Yes, but he shouldn't be. I mean, oh. look at his numbers; he hasn't been good lately. And here comes Chris Paul. I don't know. I I I was. Staring at it last night going, I can get 70 to one right now on Chris Paul to win the MVP. Like, why the hell am I not throwing 50 bucks on this? Right. Why am I? Why am I not just betting this just to see if this continues? Because if they wind up with like some ridiculous 65 win season. It's almost like he wins it by default.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? Like, so if it becomes a voting thing. And you get. Does he? He give it to him instead of Devin Booker?
0: Yes, I would, 100%. So if that, the numbers, he's not going he's, he's not going to go 47 and 6 for 3 games. That, that's not going to continue. But no. if he has like a ridiculous assist to turnover ratio and he's on the court the most, yes, Booker scoring a ton, but Paul is the one setting the table and making sure everything goes properly, then it becomes like a quarterback award. He he he's the best. He's the quarterback of the best team.
1: Right. True, but do
0: they vote it that way? Probably that, not, because the voting people don't like Chris Paul.
1: That and the scorer always gets the the accolades more in the NBA, right? And the assist guy, although the assist guy is the glue guy and makes the whole team go, they don't always get the MVP award. So, um, the talk is real, um, but I I just don't think like you. You'll see the books adjust it if people start to bet it, and I don't think people will start to bet it. Him being sixty-five to one is probably not right,
0: but numbers—you know—you are what your number
1: says you are. So he's
0: sixty. We're not to the all-star break though. Like, let's see. Like th- th- thats why to me, I think it's worth. Sean was saying it was worth a flyer. Doug was saying you're throwing your money away because no one, there's no way Chris Paul is going to win this, and I don't necessarily think. For one thing, betting is not like that, right? We're not always betting because we think someone's going to win. We're betting the value of it, and the value of it is insane. (laughs) Like you get sixty-five to one. Hey, Joel Embiid was
1: forty to one about three weeks ago, and and it's right now he's the he's the number one favorite plus two thirty. And he you're holding anything at forty to one, right? He could get hurt tomorrow. So that's it. If you're holding anything forty to one, that's now two and a half to one. That's a good bet. Whether it wins or not, that's a good bet. You may get offered a cash out now at some of these books back east if you buy it there. I mean, if somebody told you, you know, you could put that out prop swap. You could do all kinds of yep. different things with a ticket that has tremendous value when you bought it versus if somebody bought it now. You could do a whole bunch of things with that, whether it wins or loses. So, yes, I think if you wanted to take a shot at 65-1, to 1, is he going to end the season? If things continue, he doesn't have to put up those numbers that you have in the graphic, but if things continue for Phoenix, the Suns, the way they're going, and he doesn't get hurt, I can guarantee that number will be at least half. It will be at least 60, 65 will be 30 or 25 to 1 in another month or two.
0: 50 bucks to win 3,250. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I mean, we bet basketball games every day, and I—I and I, you know, was going to
1: say we made worse <laughs> bets than that yesterday. I so mean, like, like seriously,
0: I was on Iowa State yesterday, so like, you're like yeah, like you know, I lost—I lost that bet yesterday, and that was minus one ten. So right. you know, take the take the whatever your one unit is and roll it on out on, onto that, and you right. you know, then who knows? Like again, you're, you're betting on the voters, the voters to do something, but that's the hard part. Chris Paul should not – there should not be 11 players right now above Chris Paul in the MVP voting. It just – it should not – it should not be going on. It is, but it should not be going on. All right. Our boy jaw tonight has the MSG stage. Yeah. New York. You want to talk about MVP? <laughs> How are we He's feeling draw, about Jha? 10 to
1: 1, by the way. Yes. jaw was 60 to 1. He was this Chris Paul price two
0: weeks ago. And he started to ball number was two and a half last night. I almost played it. I stayed away. Now it's four. So it's rising, but, and I'll probably in game bet this, but Jaws points 27 and a half tonight. Do we feel like this is the MSG stage? There's just something about New York, right? LeBron talks about it all the time. Michael talked about it all the time. Is this Jaws night to go off?
1: I think so. Jaws night like to go off is every night. And, and the Knicks don't provide much resistance right now. So, mm. um, man, that's a high number. That, number, <laughs> that number's getting high. Like, that's uh, – I, I don't know about the – oh, boy. I don't know what I would do if you give me that better book at that 27.5. I think I might – that's a lot of points. But I like Memphis. Um, Tonight. You know, Yeah, it's already up to four. Not surprised. It was lighted, too. But, again, this is a team you can't really get that handle on in the room with the numbers because they just keep winning. Like, when is this team going to become like that? Hey, they're that young team. Like, what do they have, the third best record in the league? League. (laughs) In the league right now. So this is no joke. They're pushing these guys to get the number one seed. This is why Phoenix got to keep winning. Right, the young Again. bucks in Memphis are coming and ain't stopping. Um, man, it's it's going to be fun. Another night where we get see this is this is the pleasure of like football season's ending. You know, in two weeks or ten days now on Sunday, right. and we got this daily NBA and these these storylines. These these guys come out of nowhere and been secretly watching it since the beginning of the season, because I really do still enjoy watching the basketball and I used to do the lines and stuff. This is a team to be reckoned with, man. I think they go into the Knicks tonight house.
0: I'll probably be on that side. Yeah, it's nationally televised. It's it's a Memphis team that just is... What's crazy, the Knicks have won two straight games against Memphis. So they've matched up fairly well against Memphis. So going for three in a row. I don't know, but...
1: I, Randall. Rand, if the Knicks win, Randall has a big game. We want to talk about props to look at. Randall will be the reason why, probably. Here's the
0: Knicks a, win. This is the number 24 and 8. That's the number the Memphis Grizzlies are on right now. 24 and 8 straight up. Last 32 games. It's
1: pretty I mean, damn there's good. There's no accident. That's 75%.
0: <laughs> That's pretty damn good, man.
1: That's, That's, yeah.
0: John Morant scoring 16 points per game in the paint. You just can't keep the dude away from the rim. He's just—he's
1: as these dunks and stuff yeah. that he does. Like I mean, he is—he is that electric guy right now that you just can't take your eyes off of while you're watching. But he does what Booker does in Phoenix. He makes everybody better. Booker has a better maybe supporting cast. Yeah, hundred percent. In Phoenix.
0: But, but there's Memphis, some really good players. Memphis has got some decent – Memphis' yeah. roster is highly underrated as yes. to where they are. Yes. I, mean, I don't know. I, I think I think to John Knight, I think it's Memphis. I think John scores 30. I would lean over on that. Is this uh,
1: – it's a nationally televised game, right? ESPN? Yes. Yes. Oh, party time, baby.
0: Oh. We'll get to a prop. Have
1: you ever been to day. MSG?
0: Yes. Been to NBA games there. Been to the Big East tournament there. Um, Does it
1: have much. that vibe? Is it different? I mean, you've been to games all over. I've I've went to a game, but I I went to see Bernard King play in nineteen. The arrogance Seven. of
0: Nick fans is so admirable. Like yeah. it's really it's it's really an interesting like socio socio look at like anthropo like an anthropologist would have a lot of fun at Nick games <laughs> because they've been so bad for so long. And like the, the, the arrogance of Nick fans is so interesting. It's like, when were you good? Like oh. you have this, like these 18, 19 year old kids that would, would be like, yeah, the Knicks, man, the Knicks. And you're like, <laughs> when did you see the Knicks be good? Do you know who Patrick Ewing is? Like how, like, do you know who Patrick Ewing is? Yeah, man, the Knicks. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, man, the Knicks. Like, oh. well, it's just like, they, they have this like LA Raider thing. Like yeah. in LA, they wear the emblem, the Raider hat, the Raider logo, like means something to them, not sports wise. Like it's got a whole different connotation. The Knicks have a whole different connotation. Like, yeah, we suck, but it's still the Knicks. It's still the uh, Knicks. So that whole, that fan base is very, when you watch a game and you're just like, you watch the trash talking and you watch like this, like, you know, some Goomba from, you know, from Staten <laughs> Island yelling, and, <laughs> yelling mean, and screaming, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> About the about the next, it's like really, dude. Like your team is garbage. Like your your franchise is garbage. Your owner is garbage. You even know you're you even know that your owner is garbage. So uh, this is what it is. It's fun just, to it, root against. I, re, I yeah, mean, I, but I, but I, it's 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 a thing though. Like you have to respect it. Like regardless, you got to. Respect oh, it.
1: I love it. I don't like it. It's I just love this, it. Yeah.
0: This this attitude is just such an interesting way of approaching a team. So. That's why I love when Trey Young went in there last year in the postseason, and just sort of like took a bath in all of it, and just tore their heart out. Owned it. Owned like just it. just loved it. <laughs> breathed it all in, and just went like Indiana Jones taking the heart out and being like, "Thank you, yeah. goodbye." Gotcha. Like yep. I, I loved it. I absolutely love what Trey Young did last year in the postseason. So more of that. Basketball needs more of that. So if Jock ja can do that tonight. I would love to see Ja embrace it, like do the whole like rundown, like oh, give it to me, boy. let's go, and then he goes up windmill dunks and like, yeah. So well, I like Reggie
1: Miller that. did it, right? Reggie Miller did it back in the day with the Pacers yeah. and the Knicks. That 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 matchup, yeah. Like he mean, you know, Joking. you can look at Spike and 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 give him a a thing on his side. This could this could affect the odds if Jaw goes in there and scores forty points. That's what I mean. I and agree. Lights him up like yep. this. This I could agree. be another. If it, it's ten to one today, might be eight to one
0: tomorrow if he goes. It's in the life. mecca. It's the yeah. mecca. I mean, yeah, you you is. go and show out in New York City on national TV, absolutely. absolutely. If Jaw has a game tonight, I would fully expect money on Morant MVP to come in tomorrow morning, and then we see that the odds get dropped down hundred percent, a hundred percent. I can see that ha- it happening. It could happen. All right. So our prop of the day from given props, a bet prep podcast, our friend giving us a winner yesterday. We got it. We off off that schneid now. So four and four for our prop of the day here for BetPrep.com and the given props podcast, Brad Feinberg, like Spencer Dinwiddie today, over 14 and a half points. This is a nine in one bet at this number. He's averaging 22 points per game with Beal out. He is out tonight. No Bradley Beal. Didn't we need to go over 14 and a half points? How are we feeling about this? I like this. Uh, let's see. Total in the
1: game, 212 and a half. His points prop, did he buy a point? get. Uh, let's see. 15 and a
0: half. Phan- Fandle's got 15 and a half now, so he's got 14 and a half. Yeah. Um, Who else scores? Right. And you would assume if Embiid's playing, they're going to need to get up and down and score.
1: Embiid's listed on the thing, so that means he's playing most likely. And he sat last game when they beat Memphis at home, which he could have cemented his MVP odds a little bit more had they had he played and done his thing against head to head against job but it's only one game um I like it I think we'll bet over I think I I think uh
0: the chat hates it the chat thinks because he went two and two for nine last night for seven points so the chat's the chat's anti this bet but two I don't mind it I like it
1: with seven points. Oof who they play they didn't even play who oh they played Milwaukee last night
0: right mm. Yeah, they, they they went they went down big early, came back, made a game of it, but and then blew the fourth
1: quarter. They were actually leading going into the fourth quarter because uh, yeah, I, I bet Milwaukee in game. Mm. Um, all right, over. Uh, I'll go with them today.
0: Four and four on that. All right, mm-hmm. time for a better or book it. Yes, sir. Two and one yesterday yep. went uh, two and one in college basketball. We get the Creighton basketball plus nine and a half. Get the outright win over UConn. That was nice call. Very, that was nice, nice call. I, I yeah. Bounce back spot. I mean, I, I didn't think they'd win it, but I also didn't think that you were going to see Hawkins go for twenty three and ten. That dude was everywhere for the chase when they and they tried to do it again. They tried to collapse collapse in the second half. They're up by ten, and you at can't the break make a shot. But then in the second half, though, the Jays did the same thing they did against yeah. Xavier and against Butler, yeah. where they just collapsed. But then Hawkins got hot and saved their bacon and they end up winning the game outright, which is a huge win for the Jays from an at-large bid perspective to get a quad one win like that on the road against UConn. Still the only team to have beaten Auburn. So that's that's a really big win to win at UConn for the resume for the Jays to get in. Yeah. but. Let's talk about tonight, Wisconsin on the road at Illinois. This number has moved a little bit on me. Wisconsin is seven and two on the uh, against the spread this season on the road. Illinois has been okay, but I like this Wisconsin team a lot. And I think they keep this game close. I think this is too many points. Number seven right now, you got a better number than what I got here, but I'm liking Wisconsin at plus six and a half. How are you feeling about the buck the Buckees on Buc- the road? Mm. What did let me see? I'm checking here. What Illinois did in their last game? Either team has covered last three. Wisconsin hasn't covered last four. Illinois hasn't covered. Wow, it's been a run here of both these teams who are not who are not covering. All right, same on the good. on the year. Illinois is nine and eleven. They're nine and eleven against the spread this year, six and five at home, Wisconsin's seven and two like I mentioned, but just five and five over the last ten against the spread. Wisconsin's twelve and eight though overall they've won almost uh they have one loss going back to December fifteenth of last year. They have one loss since then,
1: wow, last home game for. It's Illinois basically
0: guard play versus big man play. It's, right. it's Coburn versus the backcourt for Wisconsin. I'll take the points. Ben. I would it's agree with you. Taking the points.
1: Too many points.
0: I mean, look at these
1: last couple games for Illinois. They were minus five and a half. One didn't cover. Uh, minus two. One didn't cover one by one. And they lost as a four and a half point favorite. At Maryland, what a bad loss!
0: Yes, that was a horrible loss for them, for Illinois. Yeah,
1: goodness gracious. Okay,
0: yeah, we're taking we're taking Wisconsin, and you got seven now. If you want to trail that, you can take seven. Marquette, we're a little Milwaukee Wisconsin theme here. Taking Mm. Buck, taking taking the taking Bucky on the road, and I'm taking Marquette at home. Marquette plus four and a half against Villanova. These two teams. Played already earlier in the year, and Marquette won the game by three at the time. Nova was laying 13 and a half points, and they lost outright to Shaka Smart's team. Now we're coming back here, and again, Nova's favored. They were favored by 13 and a half in the first game. They lost outright. They're favored by four and a half in this game. I think Marquette's live here. They are six and three, sorry, six and six at home. Same record on the road for Nova six and six, but Marquette is nine and two against the spread in Biggie's play 14 and eight right now against the spread on this season. I'm taking the points with the home dog and Marquette plus four and a half going to better book that,
1: you know, how I feel about these home dogs. This is an automatic play. We're taking the points for sure. Um, live on the money line. This is, the, this is, they can win. Uh, Marquette's been one of the best teams in basketball. looks like the last month here,
0: right? It, I get the spread. Yes. Yeah. yeah they've been I mean, Very, very good. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: They won every game in January, except the last one at Providence where they were getting two and a half and lost by two. So they covered that spread. So this looks like a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games spread cover Correct. in a row.
0: They've covered eight in a row. Right. The last time they the last time they didn't cover, they lost to Creighton at home by six points in overtime. And that was the game. The Jays blew an 18-point lead in the second half, which is the theme of their season. But they got that three-pointer by Alex O'Connor to go to overtime and they won the game in overtime. So they ran out of gas a little bit in that one. But they they've been an absolute solid team in the Big East against the spread.
1: Boy, the Big East got some teams playing really good basketball right now, huh? Between- Look,
0: Shaka's back where he should be. Chaka's back at a level where he should be. He's at a basketball only school. He's at a school that focused just on not Texas, not places that are going to give all sorts of different things. You got to worry about other athletic directors and politics. Texas is overrated for a lot of stuff. Is it hundred percent? But they have money.
1: Texas draw, I know, but like you, what, what was that last night? Like, you know, went in there and got smoked.
0: So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, that was, but that was the emotion of, I, I should have bet that I'm pissed off. Myself. How did we not have that? I, I totally blew Cause I didn't remember that beard was going back to Texas tech. That was totally my fault. I was like, he came in with a guy with a damn police escort. He had to come in with four <laughs> cops. You see that, I saw that. He came in with I four was... police officers had to cover. I mean, P- Texas tech people were, were like literally gunning for him. <laughs> like, bang, hey, bang. That was, like that was one of the
1: sharpest plays of the day yesterday, Texas. Texas. They couldn't get enough of
0: Texas and beer wow.
1: and this and that. They didn't have a chance. They was
0: watching it. They didn't look like they had a chance. His kids um, were deer in the headlights walking into that viper pit. That was, that was
1: yeah, that was, that was an old school Exactly. Snake pit you
0: walked into there, boys. Um Yeah, that was not fun. They were they were full throat from warmups. Yes. And that was that was totally my fault. Like I I uh, saw that in on the highlights and I was like, son of a man. Right, I was right, like, you gotta yeah. look at that deeper. Cause I already had three games in college. So as I was like, found three games that I liked, and Norman's like, all right, I'm done. That's good. And I didn't look down far farther and be like, oh, that was beard going back to Texas Tech for the first time. Yeah. Damn yeah. it.
1: <laughs> somebody gave it somebody gave me Texas and I was just like, Oh, really? Okay. I didn't even look who they were playing. And then I was doing the shows at night and I'm like, Oh no. And I wow. looked and it was already out of control. It was like eight and a half <laughs> at the time. And I'm like, eh, can't lay eight and a half in this game. I mean, this could fall, yeah. you know, anywhere close, but three it was three it was a gift. Four and is a, a good number. We got it. Let's go.
0: So we're going, you like both my basketball plays. I do. My one my one NBA play. Oh, the Celtics are playing, All right, They oh. said something on Twitter. Jalen Brown, about two weeks ago, said we're flipping the switch. And really? since the team is four and one straight up and four and one against the spread, yes. their last two home games, they have won the games by a minimum of 30 points and they've covered by a minimum of 25 points. Yes. They're laying five last night. They're laying six now. No Gordon Hayward. He's still out. We'll see about Oubre, who's a game-time decision for them. But they lost three weeks ago at home to Charlotte. I got a little revenge game here going for the Boston Celtics. I'm going to lay the five with Boston at home. i going to better book this.
1: I'll book this one. Um, Not sold yet that the switch has been flipped. They are playing good the last couple games. But Mm -hmm. Charlotte is a team that can score. This one may, I mean, 224 looks like it's the total right now. Wrong number. That should be over. I mean, uh, it's, 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 it's I just don't know. It's over. Yeah. Charlotte gives them up, too. They can fill it. Yes, they do. But they, but they give it up. Um, winning team gets 120, I think. This is going to be one of those high-scoring games. I think Charlotte keeps it within this number. I mean, we're getting close to that seven number. But wow, I'll be watching uh I'll be watching, you know, a little bit of Sixers and I'll be watching some now, I'll be watching Jaw for sure. Yeah at the same 100%. time. But I'll keep an eye on this game. Maybe it's you know funny though. You could wait.
0: Just so you know, it's weird because I think for, for those a there was a big run here on the Charlotte Overs, but they're six and four to the under over their last 10. Yeah, and on the road on the on the road, they're fifteen and fourteen to the over. Overall in the year, they're just 26, 24, and one to the over. Boston, yeah. on the other hand, is 22, 29, and one to the over. They are 12 and 15 to the over, and one and four over the last five to the over. Boston games have been going under consistently. Play better I, lean,
1: defense.
0: I lean under on this game. I, okay. I, I'm not betting it, but if I was going to bet it, I would lean under for Boston and Charlotte. And I think if, the, if they're in a track meet, I don't like my five. I, I'm worried about my bet. If, this, right. if, it isn't, if it's a track meet. So.
1: Right. That's why I mean, would like Charlotte because I I would think it would play out that way. But yeah, if Boston wins, maybe that's kind of the correlation, right? I mean, they're playing better basketball. They're winning games because they're playing better defense. The games are going under. And then, oh, I just looked up and saw the commander's stuff. It's terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> told you. I can't even so believe bad.
1: that people <laughs> get paid money to do that stuff. I can't it,
0: even believe. It, it. 18 months. They they had, they had 18 months to come up with that. And that was the answer at the end, at the end of the 18th month, they sat up in that, that big conference room and said, we got it guys. Let's go with this. Let's go. Here is our branding. Here's our name. Here's our logo. What's on the helmet? W. Well, that's brilliant. What does it look like? A kid wrote it. Oh, great. <laughs> Some weird 3d picture. That's not, not actually you know, filled in. It's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. Hey, real quick, I, I have a question that I want to run by you before we get to favorite thing about today, because we got yeah. about five minutes extra that we can play here. Yeah. So the America East Conference today, I know it's not this is a gambling Twitter or inside school gambling stuff. So if you guys don't bet America East, you probably don't care about this. But the America East today said that Stony Brook, who is leaving the conference after this year, okay, they are two games behind the first place team in their conference, but Stony Brook is one of the top three best teams in the America East. The winner of their conference tournament gets the automatic bid. They said the conference said today that because Stony Brook is leaving, they are ineligible to participate in the America East tournament for college basketball coming up today. Really? They said that this decision was not made lightly. The Board of Presidents recognizes that some may disagree with this. The conference has an obligation to prioritize the remaining members who are committed to the league's advancement and the student-athletes who will compete at those institutions now and in the future. What does a book do if you're sitting on, on a Stony Brook America East championship ticket? It's dead or it's refunded? I think you have to refund it.
1: I mean, you can choose to, I mean, you can choose to not pay it. I mean, this is an unprecedented thing, right? This is in no house rules.
0: Yeah. This is, this is, this is mid season. Like they say, Hey, by the way, you're not eligible. We're yanking you out mid season. Cause you're leaving the conference. So screw you because you're leaving us. Now you can't play for the conference tournament. You can't rep us. You can't go where the American East banner. If you were to win the tournament and they were the preseason pick to win the tournament. I know that's what saying. brick right? was the preseason pick. Exactly. So, so there are they are expected it. to be there. If they, they played offered, a little bit.
1: Yeah. If you offered America East futures you have Stony Brook tickets yes. and there's a meeting going on in some book right now, because this would be funny. This would be one of those moments where you and I would do the show. I get off the phone with you from doing the show. And I say, Hey, Tone, did you know this? <laughs> and, and he goes, what? <laughs> well, the Stony Brook futures that, that they just said that they can't play in the tournament. So they can't win. So like, what do we do? And he'd be like, Oh, what do you mean? And I'd have to explain it again. And then we would have to set up a meeting with the lawyer and check the house rules and then go from there and go, all right, how many tickets are on? Like just, just, just refund all the tickets. Like that's what I would do. There's not enough money on it to create the ill will to keep the tickets. Like that's just all the, all the Stony Brook tickets are refunded. Was that fair to the guy that had who's who, who else is in that Sienna? Is Sienna in that conference too?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it's America East is, hold on, let me, yeah, yeah. America East, I was looking at this today, uh, the America East Conference is, your member schools are um, Hartford, Maine, UMBC, UMass Lowell, uh, UNH, oh. uh, Vermont, Albany. Oh, wow. Okay, so other schools that have been in the tournament, so that's Oh, good. yeah. Yeah, 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 okay, so somebody always, well, that's good. So Vermont is 8-0, Stony Brook is 5-2. and So that's, Vermont right now is the number 15. one seed. Okay. But Stony Brook is the number two seed and the preseason favorite. Vermont's won 10 games in a row. If, that's another gambling Twitter little tidbit, by the way. If you like betting on Vermont, Vermont's covered like, I think it's like 13 out of 14 games Vermont's covered. Right. Something stupid, and they've won 10 in a row. So Vermont's been killing this conference. But Stony Brook has been playing better as well. And so now it was, okay, so as you start to look at the seating for the America East tournament, Stony Brook, who is leaving the conference, has come and said, hey, look, we want to play. We want to be eligible. And the conference is now saying, at the request of Stony Brook, the president's reconsidered this matter late last week, but unanimously reaffirmed their decision to uphold the conference constitution, which states that upon notice of an institution's intention to withdraw from the America East, that institution's teams become ineligible. (laughs) ineligible <laughs> to compete for conference championships. So
1: why would they have waited till
0: after to tell us? It's them? a great question. It's a great question. It's like, like,
1: why did we tell them today? Like, I'd have gone to the guys, you know what? We could have told them in, in uh, the second week of March after we got eliminated, we could play for this thing. So like,
0: the said, Stony Brook said last week that it was leaving the America East conference. I wonder why? So they just they, they, they made that announcement that they're leaving. I, I mean, it, they're going to uh, where is this conference? Where where are they going? Um it doesn't it doesn't say where they're where 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 they're leaving to yet. Ramping though. it up. But yeah, so they're the they, you know. I just think if you're Vermont, you're stoked. You're like, okay, one less team I gotta worry about to get the automatic bid to get in. So it's I it's you know, oh they're going, they're going to the CAA. Okay, Sony Brooks leaving America East for this the, the Colonial Athletic Association. Okay which is a much better conference, by the way, (laughs) it's it's a much better conference than, than the America East. And look, I, I I grew up, you know, watching UMass Lowell play, you know, I signed UMass Lowell when, when UMass Lowell went to division one basketball, I was running a station in Nashua in in Manchester and we signed them. I, I had the the basketball player playwrights to the station that I, that I ran. So I know all the administration for America East people and, and all the, you know, UMass Lowell administration people. Right. It's a really well-run conference that Vermont has owned. So Stony Brook might just saying, look, we want to get away from Vermont or whatnot, but I just, I don't know. I, mean, I think it's ridiculous that if a team says they're going to leave, they're going to a different conference next year that you basically say, well, fine. You can't compete with us. Anymore. Right. It
1: seems like, it seems like sour petty. grapes to me, it's right? Petty. Yeah. yeah it's so okay. petty. I'm, like it's just the same thing. I'm it's like, ridiculous.
0: Let them play. Let, yeah. And then like, Oh, you're leaving. And it's basically what they're saying is that we don't want mass exodus because America East essentially is like the bottom rung of D1 basketball. Right. Like right. it's, it's above like the teams that get paid to play everywhere, but their teams get paid to play everywhere. I mean, UMass Lowell is paid to play UConn and UMass and Boston college. And they do play, they do pay games all the time. So like, this is kind of the, the dirty little business secret of college basketball that you need this. You need this level of basketball to help the big guys rack the wins up and they pay them a half million dollars or whatever, hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is to go lose.
1: I guess. But like, at some point, we're seeing that, we're you know, we're going to see the consolidation of college football.
0: And yeah, like well, that's going to make tough for those conferences. I mean, the Big East, but, in particular, the Big East is going to have a problem because – and the West Coast Conference is going to have a problem when that happens because what do they do?
1: Right. Well, I don't know, but there's way too many college basketball teams. I know that from trying <laughs> to keep the lines and, and all this stuff and do – So, so like, many. Saturday there were so many games and like we we, we got another about a month of just crying these Saturdays and Wednesdays is always a big night too, but yep. it's just too many teams, man.
0: I would agree. All right. Favorite thing about today before we wrap for you. The favorite thing about today is the heat kicked on.
1: The heat <laughs> just kicked on in the house. Like nobody's home in the house right now and they don't just gonna let me turn the heat on. So the heat just kicked
0: on. That's how cold it is outside. So so if the house goes below 65, the heat goes on, what's the, I think what's the number? I think,
1: I think it's 65.
0: I, I oh, go my check. gosh, that's cold. It's, it's cold
1: 65. all the time in here. Yeah. So, like, I'm all layered up and stuff. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to just enjoy a little bit of an afternoon and, and peace and warmth because I was out all morning running around, got the kids to school, went to the dock and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. The best thing about today is just that for me, just enjoying a
0: little bit of warmth. For me, this is always one happy Groundhog's Day. So it's always a fun little for a year for Pennsylvania. 222. Two, yeah. And he two, saw his two, shadow. 22. He did. And he did. So he's back in six weeks, six more weeks of winter for those people up there. And Puxatani Phil didn't make many friends today. Phil did you ever go shadow. there do that? No, I had no interest in doing that. Absolutely zero interest. One of the best movies of all time. It is not one of the best movies of all time. Oh, it's so funny. Oh my gosh. Same thing happens over and over again. Um, the, um, it's a bad dad joke. There's the, there's the dad joke for the day. (laughs) Uh, That is one. It's Groundhog's Day, so that's really kind of cool. So Madeline had no idea what the hell I was talking about today when I said Happy Groundhog's Day. She's like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" So I have to after school. I have to explain to her the whole history of what Puxtony Phil is and all that yes. stuff. We'll do that. We'll, we'll do that later. But unless she did it in school today, maybe they do it in school today. But number two, I referenced, referenced earlier. It's National Signing Day in college football. This day, I always have to stop and thank the lucky stars that I don't give a JD bleep about a high school kid signing a piece of paper today and that I don't have to cover it anymore or ever again. It is the single biggest waste of time and breath and energy that happens in sports. Signing day, you're talking about a high school junior who you have no idea what this kid's going to look like in 3 years but you have full on internet meltdowns if the kid changes his mind and goes to a different school on signing day he was paid he was poached this that they they still do it by fax which is so crazy they still send fax. They send fax. Like only time any, any year you the school actually uses their fax machine is on signing day where they get the faxes and they report and the media who covers college football recruiting, they will go to the school that they're, they're covering and the media is allowed to watch the fax machine <laughs> as the faxes come you in. You had to do that? No, thank the oh. Lord. But I had my radio show tied to it and I <laughs> would be on the phone with people. Okay. So who's coming in? Oh, did you get the quarterback you get the running back? Okay. We have 20 of our 25 verbal commitments who have now signed. We're just waiting on five. more. It is, I had to fake it. Like the, the, like, yeah, that type of faking. Like literally it was that type of faking. Okay. It was having, having to sit there and and like, you know, (laughs) do my best female impersonation of actually acting like I cared about what was happening consistently (laughs) five years in alabama five years in nebraska two years in iowa 12 years of having to cover signing day like I actually gave a flip oh, about man. a high school kid signing for this team nah. and 50 year old dudes would be flipping out and freaking out because Johnny from XYZ school right. Right. changed his mind and this is just I don't know how these kids are raised this is they don't have any integrity my gosh how do they go they're Iowa 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 now they go to Iowa State Or Nebraska, 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 and oh my gosh, they're not going to Oklahoma. Like whatever the hell the reason they would come up with to, you know, browbeat some kid who decides what college he's going to. And I had to cover it. So the best thing about today is that I will never have to cover another signing day ever (laughs) again.
1: I love it. That's fantastic. Good stuff.
0: Boy, do I hate this day. And if you love it, I'm sorry. You're probably getting insulted, but just know that it's so worthless. Maybe once in college basketball, I always say that college basketball signing day meant more because one kid for college basketball can change your entire program. Yes, football. I mean, yeah, the quarterback can change things, but it's it's really hard to have one kid change everything. It really is. It's, it's so really hard. hard. I mean, so. And he can't go pro. I mean, like the one and done thing, like Duke changes over constantly. So like, there's like always five, no one picks or whatever. College football, you got three years before the kid can leave. So, I mean, it's so funny, but the, I, uh, watching these people hunt faxes in 2022, all right. (laughs) Did the fax come in? And it starts at eight, eight o'clock in the morning, like right on the last in the time the You
1: fax something. I can't even remember the last time I faxed something. Oh, I know the last time I faxed something was when COVID hit, and I yeah. had to fax in my paperwork for the unemployment. I was like, huh. "You guys don't have email?" And they're like, "No, you have to have a fax." And I said, "I had to go to the, I had to go to the place by the house and, and say I have to send this fax this is the <laughs> only way they can receive it." And they, you know charge you whatever but yeah as the last time i faxed up so it's two and a half two and a half years ago whatever that was yeah i can't remember
0: i mean other than that we used so to have a fax bad. machine in the house i st- i have a fax machine capable printer but I yeah yeah have, yeah right. i don't have it connected to a phone line we don't have a phone line in the house so <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you need a phone line to have a <laughs> you hardwire right. phone line to use to use the fax machine so So, here we are you know it is what it is (laughs) guys keep on subscribing and rating and reviewing do us a favor with that i forgot about the giveaway today that's my bad we'll do it tomorrow so we'll do we'll do do the giveaway tomorrow put
1: it in the notes
0: yeah i'll I'll put it in the rundown so so i'll have that tomorrow we'll do the giveaway for someone who wants to do that so rate and review uh and then i'll tell you how you guys can do that on apple spotify and the like hit Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Props Arizona. second episode drops tomorrow morning. Looking forward to those guys getting rolling. We got more pods coming out later on in this. Uh, it's kind of hard because it's after the Super Bowl. We're pausing all of our launches until after the Super Bowl. But right. we'll do that coming up uh, after the big game in our trip to Los Angeles, which will come up next week. Here's Dave. I'm Mac. Matt. Mac. Now I'm Mac. Matt. <laughs> back tomorrow. Back tomorrow is what I'm going to say for another episode of the Bustonian versus the book.